If the last decade is any indication, the single most determining factor on a future business's success is going to be their ability to show that they have mental metal. That's their ability to face change and adversity with grit and determination. And that's what we've devoted this entire season of The Buck Stops here to. The first episode is about improving your mental metal. And the most important way you can do that as a business owner is by adopting an agile mindset. It's about improving your ability to change with the different circumstances you face on a daily basis. All that and more on this episode of The Buck Stops Here. Hello and welcome back to season three of the Buck Stops Here Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Maples, and we are diving into what we have titled season three, The Metal Business. Winston Churchill famously said, to improve is to change, but to be perfect is to change often. Now, that kind of supposes in that quote that you never can really be perfect. You always are going to have to be changing depending on what's going on in your life. So we have, we're no different. With this season of the podcast, um, the second season, we had a, a, a series of episodes we did about artificial intelligence in particular. And they were our most wildly successful episodes to, to date. I actually uh, spoke at a couple of universities based on these topics. And even so, I, my main day job is I work for a digital marketing agency, Catapult, who helps put on this podcast and helps sponsors it. And um, when I'm doing consulting and, and when I work with Catapult, we've been talking about how artificial intelligence is radically changing the landscape of business. And so when we talked about AI last season, what we determined or what came about was as we were doing consulting work just after that, was that this is the most radical change in technology that's going to affect every business across the face of this planet. And they're the largest changes that have ever happened in human history. It's like the invention of the wheel or the discovery of fire. The printing press pales in comparison. What artificial intelligence will introduce into businesses over the coming months and years and it's a lot, it's going to be months, is what it's going to be for most of us, is uh, radically going to change things. What we're talking about is in season three, every episode is going to be embracing some aspect of change. And how can you improve your mental metal? How can you face change with determination and grit in the face of change and adversity? And we think that is probably going to be one of the most determinant factors of the businesses succeeding or failing in the coming months and years. You know, it's enough to have, uh, it's, if you get one change in a decade, that's, that's enough for most businesses. That's, a, that's as much as they ever want to see. Uh, but we, we were talking about just in the past decade alone, like 2023, going back to like 2015. We've seen digital transformations, the integration of digital technology into all areas of business. Globalization has really, um, it's taken off. Businesses are more connected than ever before, ever in the past. Okay. And supply chains are the example and the warning to us who are in manufacturing and industry over the past few years. There's a people who kind of poo-pooed, like globalization had had its day and now it was kind of a reset. Uh, that the tide was going out. 
ask anyone who's been involved into any product that they've had to get from the rest of the world. So we've seen globalization, and people have said that, that was a receding tide. We're proven vastly wrong when the Ever Given got stuck in the Suez Canal back in 2021 and disrupted supply chains across the planet. Um, sustainability and social responsibility matter more than they've ever mattered any time in the past. And as those of us who are sitting on getting a front row seat to climate change, they're starting to say, well, maybe there's good business and having a more sustainable business. And as the work we do, how it affects the planet, remote work and flexibility, it is here to stay. It, you know, it, it happened during the pandemic. And then businesses kind of push back on it. And now it's it's kind of yo-yoing back the other way now. Like it turns out that having a remote hybrid workforce is a competitive advantage in the modern day and age. Having more personalization and customer centricity, you know, the, the fact that we're having to communicate with our customers on more platforms than ever before, omni-channel type things, uh, regulatory changes like GDPR in Europe and um, how companies are being forced to grapple with privacy and big data are major changes, and they're changing across every industry and every business and affecting everyone. The rise of the gig economy, new employment models, freelance short-term work type things have really changed the traditional employment paradigm on its head. Companies being focused more on health and wellness, you know, Mental health and well-being in your job is something that businesses now talk about, whereas, you know, 70 years ago, that'd be something that if you ever talked about those things at work, people would say, shut up and quit crying. It's not this. This is a good change, but it shows that these things are important in businesses, no matter what avenue you work in. Uh, cybersecurity concerns, as we've seen in the growth of the big technology companies, we have more data than ever before, and the fact that cybersecurity is something that every company has to start thinking about, big or small, at least on some level. Blockchain, cryptocurrency, uh, those kind of things people said came and went, they're not gone. They're still there, and they are going to continue to be important in different sectors. Diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, again, this is not this this would be seen as a subset of another thing except that it's got a, a whole life of its own these things are incredibly important in business and last but not least is the rise of artificial intelligence and automation in businesses which i say puts all the others in its great long shadow but what we're running into right now is that historically one or two of these things in a decade would have been a lot to grapple with. And I've just named, what, 12? We are truly living in an interesting time. And I think more than anything else of this podcast, the buck stops here has always been about being honest with yourself about where you're going, where you've been, and what's on the horizon. And I think us as a podcast, we have to change just a little bit. We have to shift and say, man, technology is used in every one of these things I just mentioned. And how can we help be a guiding light on helping people figure out how they need to implement these things in their businesses? How can we talk about these things from a low level, from businesses that are just starting up, to a high level, businesses who are looking at using artificial intelligence to manage their supply chain and logistics issues? A lot of people don't know this. But the research that the American government did into artificial intelligence to help manage logistics in the first Gulf War back in the 90s 
paid for itself tenfold. All the research the federal government put into that to manage logistics. Did you know that our military uses artificial intelligence to manage its logistics? It's a major thing. And they've been doing it for 30 years. So why am I talking about all these things? Because this is enough for a lot of business owners to just kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, how do I do this? How could I possibly manage all these disparate things and not feel overwhelmed? And the answer is you can't. There is not any way to look at all 12 of these things at once and not feel totally, woefully out of your depth. But the good thing is you're in good company. Every one of us out there is struggling with the same things. And what we find is that old adage, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. By looking at these things and breaking them down into the component parts, you can find a path through the forest. And at the buck stops here, we believe that your job for good or for ill is to help set the strategy, set the tone, and help define your way through this landscape. So we've said that season three is going to be, we're going to be giving away albums. And in the first album dedicated to these first couple of episodes, which are going to deal with the agile framework. And as we said, it's a double entendre. It's a metal business. We're also dedicated to metal music in all its forms over the past 40 years. And we're going to be talking about these things and giving away vinyl albums. Um, so the first album we're going to be giving away is Rush's 2112 album. And this is a futuristic album. And the reason I want to talk about that album just for a moment is because the, the overture to 2112 is um, a song that deals with the priests of the Temple of Sea Rinks. And basically, it's a song about rebellion. It's about re breaking the status quo and understanding that just because things have been done a certain way in the past doesn't mean that's the way you need to do them now. And that's really kind of the theme a little bit for this episode. The status quo in business has to change. These 12 major landscape changes we've talked about are absolutely happening right now to businesses everywhere across the globe. And, you know, we could talk about any industry that's been affected. I mean, you could pr pretty much, you could trip over any industry. Every industry has been faced with the hiring crunch and challenges. Everything. Everything from technology companies who scaled up really fast and overhired um, to people who can't find good employees now, as they say, because, you know, those employees' needs have changed because they want remote work or they want a hybrid environment. Things have changed. They absolutely have. So what we're going to look at is um, the rebellious idea here is we want to talk about the importance of agility in business. And what does agility in business mean? So the best way to talk about business agility is the ability to um, adapt quickly to market changes, both internally inside your company and externally, without losing your momentum or vision in the marketplace. It's not just about speed. It's about flexibility, adaptability, and balance. So it's really easy to look at this and say, oh, yeah, it's just about speed. Speed is an important aspect of it, right? But the thing is, how do you remain clear? How do you remain true to your, um, your vision? How do you change gears without losing your momentum? And that's one of the big, big challenges a lot of people 
uh, they lose sight of as they try to adopt kind of an agile framework. Now, um, agility in particular, what we're talking about is uh, kind of taken from software development is one of the things that's happened. Okay, so, um, and I'll talk about uh, some businesses who've kind of adopted an agile framework, et cetera. Netflix is a good example. Everybody is familiar with Netflix. Netflix is a streaming uh, service. And what they did was they actually were a mail order service for a long period of time. They were really using that as a, uh, a challenge to how people used to rent movies. They had a mail order service. And they actually, more so than most of the other competitors in the market, they were the first to market with a massive successful streaming platform. And they did that by looking at the marketplace, seeing where they could um, have a first mover advantage, and then by putting in and deploying technology appropriately as they went into it. And that's that's kind of a major thing. They they did that, and it was uh, very successful for them. Another company that's done it is uh, historically is that Amazon has now moved into arguably one of the the most important e-commerce platform on the planet. And they started out as a, a bookseller platform. And I think a lot of people, even now, kind of forget that. That they started out selling books and even textbooks to individuals. And they were not this e-commerce juggernaut back then. And then they've moved to a whole bunch of different corollary industries. So one of the things that they've done very successful is they have a large cloud computing business. Because it turns out, if you run the world's one of the world's largest server farms, and you need those servers to exist for Black Friday Christmas sales. The rest of the year, you don't need all of those computers. So they had a whole bunch of excess capacity that wasn't used for the rest of the year. And so one of the things they did very cleverly is they built out a whole cloud computing platform that now entire companies build their software on top of the hardware that Amazon services and handles. And it's a really an amazing thing with showing how they shifted into other marketplaces using a lot of technology and things that they already had to have for your other business. And so some of the things you need to do for this in any of these companies is you kind of have to foster a culture of um, continuous learning. You want to encourage innovation in your company and you want to build strong relationships with your customers and suppliers. And that's one of the things that you have to really look at. There's some very successful companies that have adopted kind of an agile framework. I mean, you could just look out the door. I mean, if you want to look at other companies that are going to have to adapt, adapt change, just things you can see, uh, not even talking about artificial intelligence right now, but talking about like um, the auto industry. It's having to embrace um, new emission standards and electric vehicles are here. Uh, we see there's a constant shift towards electric vehicles. Brick and mortar moving online and online companies like uh, Casper, the mattress company, and things like that moving now towards more an omni-channel approach. Dollar Shave Club and Harry's, you know, that were two of the first companies to come up with kind of the subscription model for, you know, razors. They would mail them through your mail, et cetera. They've obviously had to adopt to the fact that that works to get early adopters, but that doesn't work when you're trying to move to a massive, a bigger part of the market. So in those particular cases, you need to look at moving into retail and you need to look at the omni-channel approach. And you also need to look and see how are you going to compete in the future as Gillette and Schick now move into, they've got more money than you do. And how are you going to compete with them as they move into those 
um, those kind of categories. And so one of the things is when this challenge drops on your doorstep in your business, you have to ask yourself, how are you going to approach it? Are you going to have the mental metal and the fortitude to address those challenges and to face them uh, with grit and determination? Or are you going to sell or close your doors? Because a lot of people will end up doing the latter. They may not want to deal with that. And uh, so one of the things we want to talk about a little bit today, and in the next episode, we will actually go into more detail on it and actually provide some frameworks, is kind of what an agile framework actually is. So I want to talk a little bit about what an agile framework is, uh, what it is not, and um, I'm going to provide kind of a basic thing on it. So there are entire books that are written on agile and scrum management. I mean, there just are. And there's a lot of different pieces on there. What I want to give you right now is kind of a, um, and this is, this will come in the, um, this will come in the newsletter. It's going to be things that you can uh, actually look at putting into your own business. The first step in it is you want to start your framework out with a defined vision. Okay. Um, And it's about breaking things down into digestible tasks, et cetera. Okay. So you define the vision, where you're trying to get to, what is your, where are you trying to go in your business over the next month or two, et cetera. What are, is the clear vision and objectives for your project or task? What value do you want to deliver to your customers or stakeholders? And that's going to help guide all your actions through this, this next period of things you're trying to do. So you take a project, whatever it is, maybe the project is, um, something like, uh, you want to be sending out press releases, on a regular basis to media based on what your company does. So the next thing you have to do is your step two is you're gonna have to break that work down into tasks. And this will work for anything, any project that you're trying to do, a project-based piece. This doesn't mean you get rid of how everything else you do in your bookkeeping billing, but maybe you need to build out a new set of books for your company. And what you wanna do is you wanna break down your work into tasks, which are smaller, manageable pieces. You're going to prioritize your tasks. And we'll talk a little bit more about implementing this in the next episode of the podcast. It's going to be based on their importance, value, and urgency. And you're going to figure out which tasks are important to have done during that time frame and which ones are not. The next piece you're going to look at is each set of your tasks, you're going to go back and analyze them over the course of whatever time period you have. So if you've said your task is going to be a week or two weeks, you're going to be analyzing that and you're becoming through this each time and seeing what worked for you and what didn't work. And you're going to try to complete the highest priority tasks when in each set period of time you have there. Each task should be something that can be completed within a defined time period. And for most people, they divide these things. And in software, they call them sprints. And sprints are typically two weeks at a stretch. But for you, you want to come up with each of these projects and divide them out into a time period of one to two weeks. And by the way, don't overthink this. This is about an agile framework for the rest of us. You're going to have daily stand-up meetings where every person involved is going to uh, quickly update what they did yesterday, what they're planning to do today, and any obstacles they're facing. And at the end of each sprint that one or two week period, you're going to have a review and reflecting retrospective where you're going to go back and you're going to look at each one of these task sprints that you did and say, what worked, what didn't, what can we do better? And then you're going to adapt and you're going to iterate in your next sprint. You're going to take the things that didn't work last time and you're going to improve them moving forward. 
And so as you do these things, you want to get feedback from your customers. You're going to want to ask your customers, hey, how did this work for you? Did this, does this work better for you now? And then at the end of each, there are going to be a set of milestones you eventually hit. The thing about it is you want to celebrate the wins with your team. And that's kind of a short, agile framework that we believe that most small businesses can look into for any kind of project-based thing they're trying to do. So take any, just think about in your business right now, a large business or small business, think about any project that involves multiple people that you need to break down, or maybe a task that you need to do that has a lot of different parts. By separating it out into digestible pieces, you can have tangible advancement. And because you're tackling the most important pieces of your project first, you end up at the end of that short period of time, you end up with a lot of value and meaning in those things. And so when you start looking at change, and something in your business that's happened, supply chain disruption, whatever it is, you can take those and you can apply the same methodology and framework to those kind of things or those change. And that's a way that you become more agile as a business and you are able to face and handle these problems when they occur, occur because they will occur. And you can actually look at those and say, okay, is there a better way for me to do this moving forward? One of the last things I want to talk about is if you're going to be building resilience into your business, you want to look at the strategies you're employed to improve resilience. It's going to be really important that you really look hard at your company culture. What are your core values for your company? What are the, what are the shared values amongst people in your company? How can we reinforce that? Because when you introduce these new things or when you have change, you need to make sure that everybody who's involved with your company, every single person understands why you're trying to move towards this new framework or why you're trying to adopt these new skills and behaviors because they're going to be very crucially important in what you accomplish in the long run. You want to work on continuous learning. You want any person in your company to understand the problems that you're facing and you want to reinforce the idea that learning more about the problem and improving their own skill set will help everybody in the company. And then you're going to want to look at new technology pieces that you can put into place. In particular, I'm going to suggest that with all of these things, you need to take a hard look right now at how artificial intelligence can be put in place in your business to help with any of the challenges you're facing right now. Um, for example, if you have a personnel shortage in hiring, Maybe see if there's pieces of those people you're trying to hire that you might be able to replace and automate with machines. That way you don't have to lay off your own team, but you can look at becoming a more resilient and possibly a more profitable company by talking to the people who are involved in your business in a realistic fashion. So that's kind of the overview on how do you improve your mental metal as a business and how do you embrace agility in facing change in the marketplace. That's kind of the idea from it. So the first thing to do is you want to look and see of the 12 things we listed at the beginning of the episode, which of those challenges have you faced? Do you have solutions or answers for them? Number two, you want to look at using that, uh, that sign up for the Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get a copy of that agile framework that you can put in your own business. See which of these particular problems that your business is facing. And it may not be any on the list. It could be something completely different and not on there. You want to look at that list of challenges or problems that you're facing and see how you could look at employing that agile framework into making a real change on those things in a very quick fashion. 
And number three, the last thing you want to do is you want to look at how can you reinforce the people within your organization? Because right now, all organizations are still made up of people. And you want to see how can you build resilience into your company? How can you reinforce your company culture? How can you improve the continuous learning aspect of it or cross-train people in different areas? And then how can you innovate adopting new technologies and strategies? So that's everything I've got to say today about increasing the mental fortitude in your business and about adopting an agile framework. And I cannot express enough how important this will be in the coming days and years. And be a little rebellious. Some of the things we're talking about adapting have been used very effectively in software, but maybe they've never been put in your company before. But there's a reason it works there, and there's no reason why it can't work in your company. So in the next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about how we were inspired a little bit by Rush. There's a song on that album called Lessons, which is about learning from things you've done or th things you've been through. And that's very, very appropriate. What we're going to talk about in the next episode is about how do you actually go and put these frameworks in there? We're going to discuss the different um, frameworks in there. Uh, talk a little bit about how you can look at any of these changes or disruptions in your marketplace as an opportunity. So, for example, every challenge at any business represents a corollary opportunity. So, in your particular business, one of these problems may be something you handled. Maybe you haven't been thinking about talking to the marketplace about how you solve that particular problem. And that's a huge advantage for you. And we're also going to be talking about the human element, like why importance, uh, why leadership, teamwork, and communication has never been more important than it is today. So that's what the next episode is going to be about. And we're going to give you a little more frameworks. We're going to talk a little bit more about the agile frameworks, um, about how you can look at adopting them in your particular organization or business. And that wraps up another exciting episode of The Buck Stops Here. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated and helps us improve, and it also helps other business owners like you find the show. Don't forget to follow us on social media. That's Twitter or X, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for giveaways, updates, and exclusive content. I'm David Maples. Be well, be awesome, and have a great week.